Oh my god. Hi. Welcome back. It's the Joey Showy baby. Here we go. You guys, I normally come into these, all two of these episodes that I've recorded, I normally come into them with some sort of a list, a light thought map, if you will, something to just give the show somewhat of a cohesive flow. Oh my gosh, she rhymes. Look at her go. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I don't have a list or a map this week, and I don't think I like it, and I don't think you'll like it. And I'm sorry if we don't like it. I won't do it again. I'm new to this. I spent most of my life with no one demanding me talk for 30 minutes a week. And now all of a sudden, like, the whole world can't live without it. Like, Tuesday nights, people are banging on my door. Joey, showy, we need it. That's really happening, you guys. It really is. Anyway, normally like topics will come to me throughout the week and I just naturally like on my car rides as I think about things, it'll lead to another thought and I feel like that's worked pretty well. But for some reason this week I was no thoughts head empty and I tried. I like went for a walk to the park to draw and I thought that would get, you know, my brain moving but it didn't instead I just like had a nice walk and a nice sit in the park and drew and I had myself a good time oops sorry so I don't know I guess we'll see if it's good or bad but we're just winging it today hi thanks for coming back I got one email this week and I'm gonna start with that today because I can do whatever I want And also, it relates to last week, so I feel like why not start with it? Hi, Joey. I'm really enjoying your podcast so far. In your last episode, you told us that it's hard for you to dance and come out of yourself when you're around people. Is that also the case when you're alone at home? For me, it's much easier at home. I guess that you don't do alcohol, etc., but if you do or did... Did that change something for you? I think this is also a big factor that makes it easier for many people, though it shouldn't. It should be just as easy from the get-go, and no one should be afraid of being judged, etc. And everybody should have a great time and should be enjoying themselves. Best regards, Kai. Thanks, Kai. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely when I am at home or alone or whatever, it's easier for me to dance and move and groove around. Um, I do do alcohol, and that does kind of change things. But honestly, it takes a while. Like, anything that I'm at, if I'm at a wedding or, like, the bridal shower I was at, we went out to bars afterwards, and probably, like, the last half hour of us being out, I really... Like, I started dancing and having a good time and just, like, being there, doing my thing. But it always takes me so long. It always takes me, no matter, like, the drink consumption, it's more of a time thing. Like, I feel like all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're we're running out of time. 
everybody's in their own world. I can do it now. Um, so I don't know, but I agree. It should be easy alcohol or not, um, to just let go and do you. And I don't know, maybe do some people just not dance in public or at parties? Like, like I'm trying to figure out if that's a not good thing. I guess if I want to be dancing and I'm not dancing, then it's probably not a good thing. But there are probably some people who just don't even want to be doing it. I wonder a lot, like, what what that's about, too. Because, like I said, like, I grew up dancing. No one ever said I was bad at it. No one ever judged it. I mean, people literally judged it. I did competitions, but... I always felt confident in my abilities, but I guess it was also choreographed. And again, it was like people wanting me to be doing that thing. Like we were at a competition or a recital. The whole purpose of the event was for me to be doing this. But then if I'm like somewhere else where it's just up to my own making... It's just up to me to decide, like, oh, I'll dance or I'll do this thing. Like, I guess I, that's when I don't. Very much a, like, don't speak unless you're spoken to thing, I guess. Which doesn't sound fun or cool. And, I don't know. I don't, like I said, no one ever told me, like, not to do any of it. I guess it's probably more of a, there were people in my life growing up that even if it wasn't said directly to me, they were very judgmental, like critiquing everything that everyone did. And there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And this idiot is doing it the wrong way. And I guess that being so much of your life, you create this you develop this perspective that that's how everyone thinks. And again, it shouldn't really matter, but it's not like I'm, I'm at a place and I'm actively thinking like, Oh my God, this whole podcast is about me not dancing. Um, it's not like I'm at a place not dancing and I'm actively thinking like, Oh, but if I did, I would look dumb and people would judge me. It's more of just like, I'm just so inside of myself because of being observant as a kid and recognizing these behaviors in people and just, I guess, like I said, developing this idea that everyone's that way, that now it's just, it's more so, I'm just so inside of myself, it's like painful to come out and dance. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah. I'll start dancing. Sorry. I'll start dancing at parties. You asked for it. But no, thanks. That's a good question. It's definitely, like I said, it's easier at home. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that you worry about. But some of us are just, we're just too hyper aware of our surroundings and it's hard to let go. Thanks for writing in. I appreciate it. 
last we spoke, um, I was feeling weird. And this week I'm not. This week I'm feeling good. And that's what it's like to have a really cool, fun brain. Is one week you feel like you're on the verge of death. And the next you are soaring. You're flying. Sky high, baby. That's where we're at this week. Doesn't it feel like it? Doesn't it feel like we're like, we're just high up there? Last week I was saying that I think a lot of what was contributing to me not feeling great was a lot of change in life. And like I said, it was good change, but it's still, I like stability. And I don't mind change, but all of this change was just sort of uncertain, I guess, until like the last couple weeks. And so I had a great time, a great time with the changes last week. And I'm feeling better. A lot of it's job stuff. Um, and you know what? We have nothing else to talk about. You're here. I'm here. We're talking jobs this week, you guys. We love jobs. Who has them? What are they? Where are they? Tell me about them. What's your job? I've got a couple jobs myself. Um... One is a dental office, and another is in the dental field. So I've worked in dentistry for about 13 years. I never thought that I would. It wasn't even like a blip on my radar. It non-existent. I was working at a daycare out of high school, and I thought for sure I was going to do some job with kids, child psychology, social work, something. I loved what I was doing at the daycare, but I did not like the environment I was in. I was miserable. Um, so I left. I found myself working at a dental office in an entry-level position in their sterilization lab. It was, honestly, I was like, I just need to do something else while I figure out what I'm going to go to school for. So I started working at this office And I couldn't have planned a better home for myself in a job. I cried the day I got hired because I felt like a weight lift off of me because it was just a good environment to be in. Um, Jobs are jobs. Like, it's never going to be the coolest, most perfect thing in your life. You know, like, you still are being told where to go and when to go and what to do. And like, nobody loves that. Even like someone like me who loves being given like a direction and like purpose and to like be told good job. It's still like, I want to just chill at home with my cats. Like there's a job's going to be a job, but you might as well have aspects of your job that you can enjoy. And a big part of mine that I found early on at this office was just being treated well, respected, appreciated, supported. And on top of all of that, they take good care of their patients. It is truly a patient-centered practice. And I love that. I 
so much of what we do is educating our patients and like giving them options and explaining why we feel one option might be better, why another option's good. Like it just, unfortunately it makes sense that people have so many hesitations with dentists. Um, we, we as a general, like don't have a lot of dental knowledge. So it can be really like overwhelming and intimidating to go and you have someone just telling you you need all this stuff and you're like okay well I'm terrified of losing my teeth so I guess I'll do all these things and then people are taken advantage of and it sucks so to be at a dental office where I truly trust and respect and value the doctors that I'm working with um that was incredible to me to luck out in that way so yeah it's a good environment I was like I'm gonna stick this out how do I stay here? Like after being there a couple years, I was like, how do I stay? How do I make this a thing? And then I was also like, teeth are kind of cool. They're interesting. Like I said, dentistry had really never been on my radar as a field of work. I myself had very little dental knowledge, didn't go to the dentist a ton growing up. Um, It just, it, wasn't even a thought um but working in a good environment and then learning while you're in that environment was I don't know it was cool I loved it I love teeth they're so neat so I ended up going to school for what my position is now which is an expanded function dental assistant EFTA if you're cool uh it's it's kind of a fun job. Um, I sort of work as like the right hand for the dentist and I can do anything reversible under the supervision of a dentist. So I'm not giving you injections. I'm not pulling your teeth out. I'm not drilling into your teeth, but I can place fillings. I polish the fillings. I shape them. I make teeth. Every day, it's a little art project making teeth. I do orthodontics and braces, and it's cool. It's fun. Um, But a couple years ago, I told my job that I was going to start looking for a new job because the issue with what I do is that my license is through the state, and it does not transfer to other states. And at some point in the hopefully near future, I want to live in California. I want to live in the desert and I don't want to deal with East Coast winters. And that is what I want. And my job does not allow that. My position doesn't even exist in every state. And the states it does, I would have to go to school all over again because the realm of practice is different which is lame because like teeth are teeth, but whatever, I guess. So a couple years ago, I expressed this to my office that I work at and they've been really wonderful and patient and supportive of any of the changes that I've needed to make. The cool thing is that last winter, my... One of my bosses, the doctor I work with probably the most, was having a meeting with this company doing a testimonial for a procedure that I specialize in. 
And my doctor was like, hey, by the way, I have this assistant. She's looking for a growth opportunity. If you think you have anything, let me know. He got me into contact with them and they offered me a freaking job. Who does that? Whose boss finds them their new job? So cool. So nice. So helpful. That's a real one. So I started working with this company in like January. And now we're going into it. Now I'm going to explain what this is. And this is where I always feel like I lose people because... I don't know. Does anybody care? Does anybody care about teeth? Maybe. I'll get you. So, about six years ago, my office started offering this procedure. And it's orthodontics on the back of your teeth. So, braces, but behind your teeth where no one can see it. And instead of metal brackets, you're using, like, tooth glue. Like, the same material used to give you, like, a tooth-colored filling. And so it's just this like little little ball of it on the back of your tooth with the little wire that you don't feel and it moves your teeth and it's very cool. And you don't have to be compliant. So it's it's likened to Invisalign just because it's a different kind of aesthetic orthodontics, but it's so much better. If you've ever had Invisalign or you know anyone who has, you have to wear these trays you have to, you're the one putting them in and they make your teeth hurt. Any kind of orthodontics, your teeth are going to be sore. We are moving teeth. Your ligaments have to loosen. Your teeth get mobile. They get wiggly. They're painful. They're uncomfortable. Anytime you're moving teeth, they're going to be sore. But now imagine that you're in control of making your teeth sore, right? You have these trays. You have to take them out to eat and to brush your teeth and Maybe you're self-conscious and you take them out at other times, which then sucks because if the trays aren't in, they're not working, your teeth aren't moving. But your teeth are sore and then you have to put the tray back in. That makes your teeth more sore. Oh, a nightmare. A lot of people don't like it and they're not told all of these things going into getting Invisalign or aligner therapy because like, Yeah, the pros outweigh the cons. You're moving your teeth. You're correcting things you want to correct. But maybe there's a more comfortable way for you to do it. Enter C5. So I've specialized in C5, hidden lingual orthodontics, for about six years. An orthodontist in our area created the procedure, patented everything. He had gone to school with my dentist's. So we found out about it early and we kind of started working with him. He would help oversee cases if we had questions and our patients love it. We have like a wait list of people. It's nuts, but it's great. It's I have people who have put off fixing their teeth for a long time because it's expensive. You're going to have something on your teeth, like all these reasons. But then we offer this procedure and it's more affordable it's there's no compliance needed we're doing well there's a little compliance you're taking photos of your teeth to update your chart but it's easy and they remind you to do it but there's no compliance with like wearing trays or anything like that so anyway I'm getting ahead of myself 
I don't want to lose you guys. So six years ago, I started doing this procedure. Our patients love it. We love it. It's great. I meet with the doctor who created it, the doctor who works closely with him and does it, and we develop a nice little relationship. Okay. Now fast forward a few years. A company buys this procedure. The idea is to expand it and make it as accessible as something like Invisalign. Um, So this company already exists and does this with orthodontics. It's remote orthodontics. So there's general dentists who don't always offer orthodontic treatment can now offer it because they have an orthodontist remotely monitoring the cases. So this company saw what was great with the lingual orthodontic treatment and they bought into it. And then the company, as they're starting to grow, reached out to my office knowing that we're a provider who does a lot of these cases, got the testimonial with my boss. My boss mentioned me, the dentist that used to work with the creator of this procedure, works with this company now, remembered me, liked me. And it all worked out. So now I work with this company and they're great. It feels like a sidestep in in terms of work environment. It feels very equal to where I've been, which was a big part of my fear in finding a new job. I was also scared to do something completely new because I've been doing the job that I have for so long and I'm so comfortable there. When my patients come in, I literally feel like I'm like hosting them. Come on in. This is our space. Welcome. And it feels great. So losing all of that confidence by going somewhere new is really scary. But because I'm working in something that I've been doing already for so long, it feels really good. So I've been doing my job full time Monday through Wednesday at the dental office. I condensed days and hours Um, so I get my full-time hours in those three days. It's exhausting, but it's what I'm doing right now because it makes sense. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I'm available for this other job. The other job is hard because I was brought on as a trainer. Like I would go to, um, dental offices that want to start offering this and I would train their assistants and their doctors on how everything works. But we're trying to do a little less expansion right now and more like fine tuning in the development. So my job every week has been just different odds and ends, which I love. I want to know every part of whatever job I'm doing. I want to know everything that's happening, paint this big picture for me, and I will be able to do my job so much better. So I love it. I love doing all these different things, but I also was feeling like, okay, I have one foot in at my dental office, one foot in at this new job. I feel like I can't like really impress anybody. Meanwhile, both jobs are being very nice to me and telling me I'm doing a great job. At the new job, I'm just like, am I? I feel like I'm tricking you guys. Like, what have I actually done? But that all changed last week. Last week, I completed like my first objective with them. I have a list of like detailed duties that I need to do. 
it's prioritized, it's organized. They are wanting to bring me on full time now, which is what I've been waiting for. The timing's not great with the dental office, so I have to navigate some things there, but everybody's working together and it's great. So this is what was making me feel so uneasy. It's all good things, but it's like many moving parts. I'm not even sure if I just explained it well, but whatever. <laughs> I it's scary to create something new for yourself. It's hard to navigate old life and new life at the same time. It's hard to be patient when you can see the next thing and it's right there. Even when all the things are good, those messy transitions, not messy, those transitions can feel messy, can feel unstable, and it can take its toll on you, even when it's good. So anyway, having that be the end of my week last week, like checking off this big project I'd been working on, it's cool. I like there was a food scientist that had to create a recipe for something. I had to remake that recipe. I learned what bricks are. It's like a measurement of the consistency of something. It's probably not the real definition, but it's what makes sense to me. Anyway, I'm getting to learn different skills, um, to know different aspects of this new job and it's cool I feel very lucky to have two employers that both seem to respect and appreciate me that that is not a normal thing um so I'm lucky for that for sure uh and it's just cool I like that I get to stay in the tooth world a little bit but also just switch it up and do something new and gain that freedom to live wherever I want when the time should come. So cool. I just talked for a really long time about a job, two jobs, but whatever. Um, my cat's awake now. I have two cats. Let me tell you guys about my cats real quick and then, and then we'll get out of here. We have Deanie and Pee Wee. Deanie's about seven years old. He came to us a year ago. One of my first friends in life had reached out. She was like, we're moving. We can't take the cat. I will give him to no one but you and Taylor. Honored. We were honored. We were able to take Deanie in, and he is, he's a light. He is a love bug. He is a love bug bug he can't get enough love he does not love to be held but if he's laying and you kind of like go on all fours like around him on top of him he loves it and I vibe with that I'm a big like just lay on me smother me suffocate me with your love I'm all for that so I get it but he's just he's just a sweetie does these little like chirpy purrs when we get home, he does his little, like, his, like, biscuit-making paws at us. Oh, my God, he's so cute. 
he's a he's a baby he's amazing he has asthma that's always tough he has a little inhaler he takes feel bad for him when that happens and then we have peewee peewee is about five months old we got him whenever we moved into this apartment so may beginning of june we got peewee beginning of june he's a good boy he is chaos though oh my god i haven't had a kitten in like 18 years at this point i guess they're crazy they are crazy they're babies they don't really know anything but they also are capable of doing so much he climbs on everything we live in an old like factory or warehouse or whatever so our apartment ceilings are really high and peewee was getting to all of our plants and everything so we put them on top of the kitchen cabinets like high up and he's now figured out how to get up there and he's so chatty he'll get up there and he just starts like yelling at you and you're like is it that you can't get down like what do you what do you need but he's so cute and he's so funny he plays catch now I throw a ball he jumps up he catches it with both hands sits back down to do it again and I think he's starting to like mock Taylor which is really funny like I said, he is really chatty. And the other day, Taylor was saying something to him, like probably telling him not to do something. And Pee walked away and was literally like, <laughs> that impression was probably so good. Um, but it, it really sounded like Pee was mocking him. And then when he jumped up on the cabinets the other day, Taylor said no. And as Pee jumped, it sounded like he said no. Oh, he's funny. And they are so cute together. They're the sweetest brothers. We love them. Pee-wee, well, when we first got Pee-wee, I think he was trying to nurse on Deanie, which was cute. But the same energy has pretty much stayed. Pee-wee will, like, jump on Deanie's back, and then Deanie has an asthma attack. and. Ugh. But for the most part, they're, they love it. They love it. They're so cute. I love them. Okay. Thanks for being here. Remember, you can send in the emails, thejoeyshowy at shopgoodmorning.com or go to shopgoodmorning.com, the Joey Showy tab. You can listen. You can write in. One day you'll be able to watch on there. Maybe I get a guest soon. Maybe I start doing videos soon. Anything's possible, you guys. We're going to end this week with a cover no, it's not me doing the cover. I know you're so excited. Um, it is Evan Dando, Looking for Space, a John Denver cover. Thanks for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. See you next week.